Hello and welcome to episode 69, Nice, of the Ego Child Podcast. My name is Preston Byers, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Binkowski. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss Optic Texas's crucial victory ahead of their own major. We also have to, unfortunately, talk about the first team that went 0-5 in this round of qualifiers uh, in this season. And most importantly, we're going to preview the third Call of Duty League major of the season but before we do any of that, how are you doing, Bink? I'm doing well. Can't believe we hit 69 episodes. Such a monumental achievement for us in the pod. So uh, ready to make this a good one. Yeah, we've made it over two years now. I think we started it in February 2021. And so, yeah, two years, over two years now. We I guess we missed our anniversary. How dare you not, not wish me, get me anything. But... Um, we have another podcast for you, episode 69, going to be episode 70, which was my high school football number next uh, next time around. So um, yeah, we we probably won't hit 100 by the end of the year, but uh, 100 will be hit probably within the next year or year and a half, hopefully, if we don't take too many breaks like we've we've done. But um, yeah, uh, we have a lot to cover, so we should get, get started. Uh, let's start with these matches from the final week of the qualifiers. Uh, and this was a really interesting week, as, as is pretty much every final week of qualifiers, right? Uh, you only have five matches per team. So when these teams go into the final week, having played sometimes only three matches some, uh, or four, uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff can move around. A lot of teams can either rise or they can fall into that bottom four and then have to play uh, through the loser's bracket at the next major. One of those teams um, that was pretty much locked in to the bottom was London, uh, a team that just has not had a lot of success uh, this season. Um, they had a chance to get out, but they had to uh, play Seattle, who were, you know, pun intended, surging over the past few weeks and uh, looking better than normal. Uh, so that first match of the week, Seattle versus London, the surge went 3-1 and um, essentially secure a place in the winner's bracket of the next major um any thoughts on this match because we both had seattle you know we we thought london was not really a match for the surge yeah i think we, we've harped on seattle enough at this point um comparing them to a seesaw however whatever analogy you're looking at but they're yeah. up right now and uh that they're trending in the right direction at a good time so um this was you know an important win for them in the sense of making sure they lock in the best seed possible, which eventually turns into that number one seed. Um, but yeah, you, you play a team against London, you know, maybe last at a, a qualifiers. It's a different narrative behind it because Seattle was struggling, but right now they're hot and they're able to take care of business. Yep. Uh, Seattle wins that 3-1. Vegas, Minnesota, uh, two teams that were really looking to, you know, get out of the bottom four or at least improve their standing so they weren't the eight seed uh, maybe have a more favorable matchup in the losers bracket vegas comes away with this one three two 
Um, not really an upset because Minnesota has been so inconsistent, uh, kind of a seesaw, like you mentioned with Seattle, but Minnesota has just not been able to reach the form that I thought they might hit. Um, and I think a lot of people around the league thought they might hit by this point in the season. So Vegas wins this three, two, you picked the Legion to, uh, win this match. Um, so were you surprised by the result at all? Nope. Vegas is winning champs, baby. Um, Jokes aside, though, the uh, we, we've talked about Minnesota, too, ex- extensively at this point. Just mm-hmm. really don't know what to expect out of them. And after this performance, I, um, you know, they're, they're looking at starting the major in the losers bracket right away. If they get first rounded, um, I, I feel like they got to at least discuss roster changes because that it'll be after the third major now. So they're really that's really the halfway point of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just be major four or five and champs. So, um feel like teams probably wouldn't make changes after major four or if they did that would be the cutoff or mm-hmm. the last chance so like this is one of the last opportunities if minnesota feels like they need to make a change um and if they struggle at this major i wouldn't be surprised to see something happen there but we've just talked about this minnesota squad not really knowing what to expect out of them um it definitely you know in the context of their performance at major two where they get third place um to see them go Oh, and five and in these qualifiers and struggle so mightily in search which looked like early on to be a mode that they would be uh one of the better teams that in the league um just is concerning and a lot of red flags there for me so um you know we, we've seen wild losers bracket runs at majors before um if something shakes their way in in this bracket and they're able to pull something off maybe they stick together but um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if we see um, a roster change if they struggle at Major 3. I definitely think that it's kind of a make-or-break major for them. They can't afford to just spend even another maybe three, four weeks, uh, even maybe even another like set of qualifiers. I don't think they can afford to go through that without making some kind of change or you know, turning it around, which I think you give them the major, you hope that maybe they're able to figure it out, win a few matches. But even then, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to get, uh, you know, maybe to the loser's bracket round three, and they're still not, you know, they still make a change because they don't think that they can have this uh, kind of team long term because they might actually fall into the bottom four of the CDL standings. And then there's always like the looming threat of not making champs, which is the ultimate goal because then anything can happen at champs. Everybody, uh, at least in theories, like on a level playing field, everybody starts in the winner's bracket. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's a, it's going to be very interesting for Minnesota. Definitely a team to watch out for kind of on the bad end. You know, some of the teams that we'll be watching out for, Uh, like Seattle or something is like, oh, maybe they'll kind of have this breakout performance again. They'll get back to form. Whereas Minnesota, we're kind of looking at them thinking maybe you guys are, are done or, you know, this roster is done as a, as a foursome. Uh, So a very interesting major coming up for Minnesota. Um, Not that interesting of a major for LAG or Florida. I don't imagine Um, these two teams have, I think been the two worst teams, even though Minnesota is really trying to make a run for it as well. Uh, but LAG and Florida both struggled um, to this point in the season. LAG heading into this match uh, this week or this past week 
had not won any qualifying matches uh, in this stage. Florida had won one, a uh, kind of an upset victory over Boston, uh, and LAG is able to win it 3-2 over the Mutineers. Any thoughts on this? Because we both did pick the Mutineers heading in. Yeah, I would have to go back and look. Um, this was coming off of the Gorillas losing to London um, in the last week, the last match of that last week, and they lost to Boston. So they're coming off an 0-2 week. Um, Florida, on the other hand, had that win over Boston, who Boston was previously undefeated, if I remember correctly. Um, so they lost to Seattle, too, after that. But that was still, you know, a quality win for Florida. So mm -hmm. um, I just think, you know, the two bottom-of-the-barrel teams at this point, really, and, um, you know, you even in the in the most recent episodes have, have been reluctant to pick either team in a match that Florida is playing against somebody that's not, like, a clear-cut winner. So um, I think this was just one. It could have gone either way, and obviously, you know, it comes down to the wire 3-2, so it's not entirely uh, surprising. But I would say I was a little surprised to see LAG win both searches in this. Mm -hmm. um, I know, obviously, Florida has gone through extensive changes since their previous iteration, where search was far and away their best mode, and I would have to look up the numbers of their... Um, of their game mode performances for this new squad, and even those would be slightly skewed because, like, they, they started getting 3 0'd by uh, New York and Atlanta, if I remember correctly, the first two matches with this squad. So, um, small sample size for this new Florida roster, but regardless, um, they're in a position now where they're going to have to fight from the loser bracket immediately a major 3 2, which is, you know, we talked about it uh, with major 2. They literally showed up, got 3 0 smoked, and they they spent 30 minutes at, at the tournament and were just sent home after that. And people were tweeting, like, they got to do something about the format and stuff like that. Um, so all that aside, I just think um, good on LAG, taking taking care of business. And eventually this leads to uh, them being able to grab a, a winner's bracket spot following later matches in the week. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, but both teams have some potential, and I'm excited to see especially this new Florida roster back on land. I just hope it's not another, you know, very brief showing like we got last time. Yeah, the other L.A. team in the league, the Los Angeles Thieves, they had the first match of Saturday against Minnesota, who we've already mentioned. And since we already also mentioned that Minnesota went 0-5 in this set of qualifiers, it's no surprise that L.A.T. won this. Uh, they swept Minnesota. Um I mean, it it wasn't, you know, like, uh, at least the control was not, like, as, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but it, it wasn't as simple as just, you know, another win for LAT. They actually had a, a pretty big comeback uh, to win the final control uh, and to close out the series. Um, since we already talked about Minnesota, any thoughts on LAT and their 3-0 victory over the Rocker? I think we can talk a little bit more about LAT, uh, LAT at the end here because they played the last match on Sunday. But mm -hmm. um, this is just a match, you know, especially when you're in that position where you already had your um, your one game week in these three game sets, and you know, like LATs is trying to grab that number one seed. I'm pretty sure they would have been two and one uh, entering this final weekend here. And you're if, if you're in that position, you got two matches the final weekend to try and get the best seed possible. Um, and especially first match, you're going up a struggling team that's winless. You you just got to come out, take care of business. Um, 
And that's exactly what they were able to do, especially in that position. Three and one is much better than two and two, regardless of who you're playing in your final matchup. It just almost makes it guaranteed that you're uh, going to be in the winner's bracket just because um, usually that two and three is where the tiebreaker cutoff is for, for the top eight um, or, or the eighth and final spot for winner's bracket. So, um, yeah, they, they came out, got the job done, and uh, kind of made it, made sure that they weren't in a position uh, to start in the loser's bracket, which, you know, early in those qualifiers for Major 2 looked like a very real possibility for them. Back to LAG. Uh, a lot of LA talks so far in this pod, but LAG played the next match against Vegas in what would be one of the more crucial matches in terms of uh, seeding and the winner's bracket in general. Uh, LA... LAG, uh, they entered the match with a one and three record. Vegas was at two and two, uh, but both of them really needed a win. Uh, LAG needed a win just to even have a shot because they weren't going to get in with a one and four record. Uh, Vegas would have essentially guaranteed them a sp- uh, themselves a spot in the winner's bracket with a three and two record. Unfortunately, Vegas might be winning champs, but they didn't win this match. A three one victory for the Gorillas. Um, let, let's just talk about this real quick because I think Vegas is just a weird team in general. They, they're they very inconsistent. Well, I guess they're very consistent in losing respawns. Um, so what did you think of their loss against LAG? I think it's a heartbreaker, man, especially just because uh, they especially had been looking good in search in, in their most recent match against Minnesota. Again, Minnesota has been struggling. Uh, but they win two searches there, and then they're able to take that map one hard point in this series um, against LAG. So if they're able to continue that search and destroy performance, you're looking at a 2-0 lead, um, and that's uh, obviously a good position to be in outside of getting reverse select. So uh, they they had their fate in their own hands. I'm pretty sure I saw stuff that it might have been the first time that the Vegas franchise would have been starting a major and winner's bracket, and I don't know if that counts Paris or not, but obviously I know they had uh, that one run in MW 2019 where they got, like, second in a home series, but obviously the home series format was a little different. Yeah, I think there's uh, a winner's than, bracket. Yeah, than these majors. So um, if that's if that's the case, that's just a wild stat. But um, regardless, they had every opportunity here to make it happen, and it just they, they fell short, which just seems to be a mantra for... Uh, the Vegas slash Paris franchise as a whole. So um, they're going to be starting in the loser bracket again. And, and like I was just saying, for the last LAG match, they, they came out, took care of business, won two matches to give themselves the best chance to get into the winner's bracket. And they squeaked in with that eight seed. So no matter what, they get to at least play two series at this major, which for a, a team um, with a, especially in my eyes, like a, a young up-and-comer like Joe Deceives, um, I know, obviously, Assault and Exceed have some pro experience, Assault more than Exceed, but um, especially Jodeci, who's getting more reps on land for him, can only help him improve in my eyes. So um, I think that's that's obviously a better outcome than them starting in loser's bracket for them and everything going on behind the scenes with uh, the, the layoffs and talk of franchise being sold and all that, yada, yada. Um, the, it, it was probably good for a positive for the LAGs there. So um, I feel like I was going to say something else, but I can't really think of it. 
I was just looking at their results, the the Legion franchise, even dating back to when they were Paris and since 2019. And I don't believe they've ever been in the winner's bracket. Um, obviously, this season, ninth in the qualifiers, 10th in the qualifiers, 12th in the qualifiers. And even when they were in Paris, they finished 12th, 12th, um, 10th, and 12th. So, like, I mean, obviously... It's not a surprise if you look at last season because they had the worst season in CDL history. You know, they won a handful of matches. Not a big surprise that they wouldn't have made the winner's bracket. But even looking at the Cold War season, um, I don't see them anywhere above seventh. Uh, I guess stage four, they finished seven, eight, which I have to now... I, I don't know how the... The majors worked. My brain isn't working, uh, you know, that far back. But uh, I don't believe that they made it. So, <laughs> I mean, it. I, I think that that's probably correct that they, as, as an organization, have never been in the winners bracket of a major. Although, you know, like you mentioned, they did have that one home series event in MW where they finished, I believe, second, uh, losing to Dallas. Uh, but you know, it's been two. Two and a half, three, almost three years since that's happened. So yeah, it's been a really rough stretch for the Legion franchise. I, I remember the only other thing I was going to bring up. There was that weird round in, in this one where uh, Two Real got those uh, oh, yeah. pretty suspect uh, wall bangs. Um, but I, I didn't get to see after that if there was any like drama or anything behind that. But um, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it did look like hacking. Like, if he was a random, I think some people would report him for it. But he's he's a pro, so you you hope uh, that there's nothing, and there probably is nothing. Um, Toronto versus London. I mean, I don't even know. I, I'm getting really tired of London. They're so annoying with this crap. But, you know, like, of course we picked against London because why wouldn't you? They're going to get against the ultra ultra one of the better teams, you know, at least like top half in the league right now. And of course, Toronto loses it. London wins 3-2 um, in one of the bigger upsets this weekend. Any thoughts on this match? Uh, definitely a surprising one, I think. You know, you give me this match 10 times out of 10, I'm picking Toronto here. So, um, yeah, I think it really only just because of one's positions in the standings like it doesn't mean much for them outside of not coming in last or going winless i would have to look at the standings i don't remember i think they beat somebody else anyway um but regardless i think it's a bigger loss for toronto than uh, a win for london just in the sense of uh, toronto looked like they've been playing well since inserting hixie into the lineup and uh, now they head into this major um possibly not looking as strong as they had been just because, you know, they're heading in with a loss. So um, I I am just in general interested to see how the, the new Hixie lineup will perform on LAN and uh, we should they should be tested right out of the gate at Major 3, so I'm excited about that. Uh, final match of Saturday was really important for a lot of fans. You know, we've mentioned many times that Optic Texas has the largest fan base in the league. And going into the final match of Saturday against the New York Subliners, Optic were uh, kind of on bubble watch since we're in March. We're, we're thinking about the bracket, but um, if they lost both of uh, their final matches of the week, they would not make 
the um, make the winner's bracket at the major. And of course, that's even more notable because Optic is hosting this next major. They won it last year when they were in Arlington. Uh, so if Optic had dropped this match and their match on Sunday, they would not make the winner's bracket. Um, and they did not win this match. They get swept by New York uh, 3-0, um, you know, like a pretty tough series, um, you know, like as a, as a whole. Uh, it was a 51-point hard point um, and then a round 11 S&D and a round 5 control. So not a big result, um, you know, not a wide result, but still a 3-0 optic, you know, really in danger of, missing out on the winner's bracket of their own major any thoughts on new york's victory i i thought you know it was a solid win for new york obviously um 51 point hard point win around 11 in the search and around five control so it's not like it was exactly a 3-0 blowout but uh regardless new york came out and took care of business here i feel like i'm saying that a lot but um yeah, like you said, at least after this match, it was definitely scary thoughts going through the head of Optic, you know, doubters, uh, thinking about all the worst-case scenarios, because going into Sunday, playing phase, reigning champs, uh, all that stuff, and uh, yeah, starting, if Optic started their own major in the loser's bracket, that would just be a massive storyline, so um, big win for New York here, and obviously a very uh, concerning loss for Optic fans at the time. Yeah, it wasn't even really a surprising result like you kind of alluded to because New York has been one of the best teams all all season long. Optic is still, you know, seemingly getting used to this new roster with Ghosty and without Illy in the lineup. So it, it seems to be kind of an adjustment period for Optic and New York's just been very good. So not a surprise at all. But then you get to the next day, uh, first match of Sunday, March 5th, and Seattle and New York go at it. Again, New York, a rematch of the major one grand finals. Um, Seattle, since that point, essentially has been on like a downward slide. New York has actually stayed steady over the past several months since major one. And of course, Seattle comes out on top because why wouldn't they? They like they're the ultimate roller coaster. You know, you get a real down period, it, it starts to go down really fast you get a little scared and then it starts to go up a little bit and we're just waiting for it to go down again but at this point in time seattle three o's new york um and they head into the major with a much needed win uh, a lot of confidence i'm sure flowing through the seattle camp uh what do you think of this because you did predict it correctly but i still think it's pure luck that you pick seattle and not new york uh, no, I mean, my, my reasoning was that I just had a gut feeling for it last time, but I, I mean, that's my point in that last podcast was it was just, it's been a matchup, regardless of result, that has been extremely close, um, and we've seen it multiple times at this point now, like, like it was in that, uh, it would have been in the winner's bracket at Major 1, where, like, Hydra had that controller issue or whatever, mm -hmm. and, um, Seattle was able to win that series, but then New York gets revenge in the grand finals. Um, I can't remember when else we saw it, but it, it was just a matchup that I think they played maybe in the qualifiers last last set too, but I don't know exactly the schedule. So, yeah. um, regardless, it was just it's a matchup we've seen a couple times now this season, and I just something was telling me it was going to go Seattle's way. And like I said for their earlier match, they're hot right now, and I I think. 
you know, I would definitely after New York 3-0's optic, you're you're thinking like, okay, this is probably not going to be that easy for Seattle, even if they do get a win. But for Seattle to get a 3-0 over New York after New York 3-0's Boston, I think that's pretty impressive, and that just speaks to uh, how strong Seattle look in, at this current time. Yeah, just just a really weird season, a weird team in general. They do this quite often. And I, I guess it's good. Like they, they're peaking at the right time. Um, you know, they ho- you hope that they can peak again near the end of the season. But it was getting to a point. This downward slide that they were on for Seattle, it did seem to be like, okay, what is the future of this roster? You know, there were people that were saying replace accuracy. Oh, they should have taken the deal with Optic for Pred. Blah blah blah. But now that they're now the number one seed heading into the major and they were able to beat New York, who I think is a top three team in the league. I mean, it, it's got to feel good for the surge team, the, the general manager, the coaches that they you know stuck by each other. They weren't making any roster change. We even had Sib and Pred, I believe, uh, make like public like displays of you know, admiration and uh, a lot of respect for accuracy saying like, he's helped us a lot. He's a really good teammate, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, you know, I I think Seattle, it's, it's a cool story that they're able to kind of patch together what has been a rough season since that first major. Uh, Next up, Atlanta versus Optic, biggest match of the week by far, just based on all of the circumstances around it, mostly with Optic. Um, Atlanta had already guaranteed a spot in the winner's bracket they were three and one heading into this match and optic heading in were definitely not uh safe at all not feeling comfortable at all they needed to win this match to even get into the winner's bracket a loss would guarantee that they would start in the loser's bracket which is not like necessarily a death sentence for you know the cdl teams we saw i think lat last major had a very long extended run in the losers bracket but even then i believe they started in the winners bracket so they even had that little buffer where they were able to lose one match and then recover and go on uh you know for a few rounds if you start in the losers bracket it's very very difficult to fight all the way without making one mistake without losing one match um, and it's just not something you want to do. So Optic going into this needed to win to beat Atlanta phase to get into the winner's bracket. And they, they actually did that. Um, Optic with the entire green wall looking at it, ready to blame Ghosty, ready to blame Dashy, ready to blame whoever was going to get blamed and get uh, become the scapegoat of the green wall if they lost and had to start in the loser's bracket. All that went out the window. Optic beats Atlanta 3-1. What are your thoughts on this? Because Optic and Atlanta have had kind of a more even rivalry over the past, like, you know, at least this season. I think even part of last season, Optic seemed to get the better of Atlanta more than they did when FaZe was on that incredible run uh, during Cold War. So what did you think of this? Yeah, I mean, obviously we we set the stage here. It was a must-win match for Optic, and they came out and somehow were were able to beat the the reigning major champs. So uh, kudos to them. Obviously, you know, totally different story if they're playing, like, London or uh, one one of the the bottom-of-the-standing teams here. But to have a must-win match against one of, if not the best teams in the league, 
Um, that, that speaks volumes to the potential of the this optic team in my eyes. Um, I think notably though, Atlanta continues their search streak, which is going to be very important to their success at this following major. Uh, but once again, they dropped two hard points here, which kind of was similar to their situation heading into major two. They they were seemingly dropping a lot of hard points, and uh, they were able to piece it together enough at major two that combined with their flawless search that that got them to um, the championship. So obviously, we'll talk about their their incredibly tough first round matchup uh, once we get there, but um, if Atlanta wants to defend their title, um, I'm definitely going to have my eyes on their hard point performance in conjunction with keeping up their flawless search. Speaking of that hard point, the first one, Abizi dropped 41 kills in that. He had 69 nice engagements and just an incredible, like, but but on the flip side, Slasher, 18 kills, 29 deaths. He had a 0.62 KD in the opening hard point. They ended up losing that by three, uh, three seconds. Um, just really, really crazy that they were that close, even with Slasher having a bad game because Abizi did so well. Salim even had 31. Simp almost dropped 30 as well. Um, a really crazy hard point to start off that series. And um, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you as far as the search and destroy. That's a really major key. We even saw last season with LAG when they had that incredible run in Major 2. Um, they weren't anything special heading into that, even through their first match where they got knocked into the loser's bracket. Not a lot of people were thinking very, high, very highly of them, but then they kept winning search. They were able to cobble together some of the other respawns, and that was recipe for success. They were able to win a championship. Uh, phase hasn't been perfect in the respawns, but they've been better than average, and they've been excellent in search and destroy, which we've seen in the past is is something that can happen. It's something that can lead you to success and phase, you know, if they're able to win some of these respawns and not, you know, like in this series, they dropped all three respawns, which is obviously something that you can't do um, even logically, but uh, you know, that is going to be a tough thing if uh, they struggle and respawns at all. But, you know, I, I, I really look forward to their, um, their run at the major, see how this S and D streak holds up or if it, or if it gets broken by a, a certain team. Uh, final match of the weekend, Boston versus LAT. Um, not a whole lot to play for uh, for these two teams because uh, heading in, I believe Boston had been where they, they're in the winner's bracket, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, so it was, if LA Thieves won this match, they they got the first seed. If Boston won this match, they got the second seed. Yeah. Um. So it was really they were both in winners bracket. It was just a question of seeding. Yeah. So you know, not a a ton to play for. We've seen some of these later qualifying matches with two teams that have either already been in the winners bracket or even in the losers bracket. Uh, some people are like, oh, will they throw it? You know, to kind of get an a more favorable seeding. And I think there was some, at least for LAT, in my opinion. Actually, for both of these teams, it was kind of like, if we lose this game, who do we play? LAT, if they lose, they play Atlanta, which is not a fun matchup for anybody. Boston, if they win, they play Optic, which is exactly what happens. Boston wins this 3-2, an upset, at least in our eyes, just because you know I I wasn't expecting Boston to kind of be this solid. Um, 
especially after the roster change with replacing methods. But they win 3-2, LAT, they get bumped down to the fifth seed, and now they have to play the fourth seed, which is FaZe. Boston secures that second seed, like you mentioned, and uh, they will now have to play Optic, the seventh seed. Any thoughts on this before we get into you know officially previewing the major? Yeah, I thought it was a little surprising, kind of like you said, but um, I am just in general excited to see um, the ramifications of this play out. Like you said, I, I'm yeah. super excited for that, that first round matchup between FaZe and LAT, and I'm also excited to see how Beans and this new Boston squad perform um, uh, on land for the first time. Uh, obviously, we did see Beans briefly play, but that was with methods and in place of Awakening at Major 1 because Awakening got sick. Uh, but regardless of that, um, it will be interesting because although they got the second seed, they have to play the seven seed Optic at their home Major. So yeah, uh, crowd's going to be against them. Um, even I mean, even when Boston played Optic in, in Boston, the crowd was still... I wouldn't say heavily in favor of Optic, but you could tell it was there. There were their Boston fans, but there were definitely Optic fans there. It wasn't like, uh, like I would expect to see at this, where it's going to be ninety percent Optic fans in the crowd for Optic versus Boston. Um, but regardless, yeah, I'm excited to see how Beans performed. I think um, I keep thinking of that one map where he struggled against Toronto, and the team still won uh, in his very first series of these qualifiers. I feel like he's turned it around completely since then, and he's been performing very well. So I'm excited to see how he plays. And uh, yeah, I I think you know this this sets the stage. We we saw uh, in our eye, in your eyes, three upsets on Sunday. But um, you know, I yeah, I I think you can't really argue that Seattle over New York is a, is an upset, regardless of mm-hmm. uh, recent performances. So I I think that sets the stage for this major. We even talked about it last major. Um, that first round of winners bracket it felt like it was going to be a lot of chalk, but. I mean, upsets are inevitable at this point, and, and with the most recent sample, you can say it's online COD, but um, or you can even blame MW2. But regardless, I think you know I can look at look at these matchups and see who I think is going to win, and I I can already tell I'm definitely going to get at least one of them wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I went three and seven this week. You went five and five, and that was mostly because these teams were just able to pull something out. You know, I. It, maybe it was uh, some of these teams didn't have as much to play for, which, you know, even subconsciously could help. But some like Optic, Optic had to play their best to beat FaZe, you know, one of the best teams, if not the best. Optic had to win that match. They, they had something to play for. Um, you know, Boston, you know, playing just really well. I think a lot of times some of these teams that, you know, necessarily don't have anything to play for or like the seeding isn't as important as you might think but boston winning that over lat is like a massive boost of confidence right like you have to think going into the major you've now beat lat who were just in the major finals last time around they're one of the better teams defending world champions like that's a a great win for them uh even lag like to be able to get into winner's bracket which i think might be the craziest part about the seeding uh heading into major three is that lag who i considered probably the worst team maybe the second worst team if florida is like you know doing their thing um the fact that LAG were able to get in the winner's bracket, I think is just ridiculous. They 
even at two and three, like I didn't think they'd be able to win two matches like that. That takes some level of consistency. So there's a lot to be excited for, a lot to be kind of interested in as we head into this third major. What sticks out to you when you're looking at the major just right off the bat? Like, is there any match, any team that you're looking at and you're like, man, that's going to be really interesting? Right, right away, the first match that comes to my eyes is FaZe versus Thieves. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was talking, when when I talked to the FaZe guys after uh, Major 2, and they, they kind of said how, how nice it felt for them to um, get a little bit of revenge over the Thieves after they lost to them to end the season twice at both of the final two Vanguard events. Mm-hmm. Um and I was thinking, like, I looked at the schedule and I saw they were playing a qualifier match uh, in this set of online matches. And I was like, this, this is a match we could see multiple times throughout the rest of the year. And now you, we just saw it in the qualifiers. We're seeing it again uh, right off the bat here. And I think this just has massive implications for the tournament as a whole because whoever loses this one immediately goes down and could potentially get top 12 if, if they come in slacking against whoever they fall down to in the losing bracket. Um, at the same time here, you expect Surge to be LAG, but I think Surge versus Phase slash LAT, whoever wins that second matchup versus Surge, um, that, that could be the match that determines who makes it to the finals from the winner's bracket, just because um, the way Surge is playing and, and the strength of Phase and Thieves overall, like um, that should just be an incredibly strong match that, that could set the stage for the entire rest of the tournament. LAT phase, I fully agree with you, is just a ridiculously great matchup to start in winner's bracket. We've seen it before where, you know, phase versus optic or optic versus LAT, some kind of, uh, you know, a combination of those three teams playing each other right off the bat is always exciting because, you know, one of these teams has to go down to the loser's bracket. Like there's no way out of the out of that um and there's a very real chance that phase or thieves uh, i mean i i don't think it would happen because i would probably pick phase or thieves against any of the losers bracket teams but there's always the chance that one of these yep. teams will go home without a win and get upset in the losers bracket which is crazy to think about because i think you know th- you know they just went to the grand finals of the previous major and there's a very real chance that one of these teams will go home without a single win which would be a, a really shocking thing to happen um i pulled up the stats real quick for phase and lat uh head-to-head so far this season they played three times uh two online so like you mentioned they played earlier in this qualifier set they also played in the first set of qualifiers and they played in the grand finals of the second major um, in a best of seven series. Uh, so the the head-to-head map record, one and five in hard point for Atlanta phase. So five and one in favor of Thieves, four and one in search and destroy in favor of Atlanta phase, and three and one in control in favor of Atlanta phase. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure S&D will be something that FaZe probably gets the edge in. Maybe they won't be as dominant if they have to play LAT over and over again because I, I feel like LAT is such a good team, have such a good coaching staff that they're going to be able to steal a search and destroy away from them eventually. But you know, if you play them 100 times, I think FaZe is probably going to win most of the search and destroys. 
at least from what we've seen so far, LAT is the better hard point team or a more consistent hard point team at this at this point in the season. So I would probably go with LAT, which then it brings it back to control, which you know we've said many times, the least important game mode simply because of the numbers of a series. But that third game mode is the swing game mode. It's the swing map. It can really set the tone of a series. Um, and that will probably be what it comes down to between these two teams on a, you know a more general basis. Of course, there might be some differences series to series, but um, you know a really interesting matchup at least on paper and in actuality because we saw a really good grand finals between them that went six games out of the seven at major two. Um, if you had to pick, you know, and let's pick because we will give our predictions for the winner's bracket matches uh, and then we'll you know message each other during the course of the major to kind of figure out the predictions for each of these. Uh, but who would you pick out of FaZe and Thieves now that we're just talking about it um, in the winner's bracket? I got to go with Atlanta just because, you know, in recency we, we saw it on land the last time they played despite the online results. Um, but it's definitely a concern if, you know, I, I see it going 3-2 Atlanta or 3-1 Thieves, where Thieves take the respawns. Um, so Atlanta just has to, in my eyes, find a way to win one of those respawns, either map 1, 3, or 4, uh, then take both searches, and that should be their tip path to victory. I think that's a, that's a good pick. I I typically like to go with the teams that have the momentum. They have some kind of little charge behind them to heading to the major, but both of these teams are coming in off of a loss. You had FaZe losing to Optic on the last day, and you had LAT losing to Boston on the last day. So there isn't a momentum factor for either of these teams, in my opinion. But then it goes, so then I kind of revert back to how of these two teams matched up during the season. And what I just read off to you, the fact that Phase has been very lackluster and hard point against the Thieves, but have had the edge in search and destroying control. That makes me feel a little more comfortable going with Phase and probably going with Phase 3 2, if I had to guess, just because they haven't been able to find that consistency in hard point. And that just makes me think that Thieves might be able to take like 1 4. And then, like you said, phase has to clutch up both of those searches and then find a way to win one of the the respawns probably the control if i had to guess so i, I would go with phase three two but um that's definitely the matchup that i'm most looking forward to heading into the winner's bracket um just a an incredible you know meeting to start off the major um what do you think about this surge gorillas because you uh match up because you did uh, briefly to speak about it because that would seem to be you know depending on what kind of surge or what kind of gorillas show up that could be like an easier semi-finals matchup for phase or thieves so who do you have between seattle and lag i feel like i gotta go with seattle i you know i picked them in both of their last matchups here in this most recent qualifying matchup uh, and you know, kind of hype them up a little bit. Is playing well, so if I pick LAG here now, and just can't really justify it. So I, I think this should be, um, at least in my eyes, it probably is the most lopsided uh, semifinal or, or not semifinal winners round one match. Um, I could see Optic versus Breach also being, you know, one sided depending on the crowd factor. 
Um, but not taking that into consideration, I you know, it's the one seed versus the eight seed, so it's not really uh, that ludicrous of a statement to expect Surge to, you know, take care of business against the Gorillas. The the weird thing about this matchup between Seattle and LAG is that they haven't played since the very first match of the season. Seattle's first match of the year was a 3-2 loss against LAG, but that Gorillas roster is not the same at all other than Arcides, and Seattle is in a different place seemingly now than they were at the beginning of the season because if you remember in the qualifiers before stage uh, before the first major of the season they weren't doing well at all they were one in three in those qualifiers and then they turned it on once they got to the major ended up getting second place i i agree with you i think seattle wins this because i i, I just can't pick lag like as like it's against my conscience as this at this point. I have some LAG merch, but I'm not gonna ride or die for them at this point. Um, it's just it's just too hard of a matchup for them, especially if Seattle is gonna be able to keep up this form because they have won four of their last five matches with their only loss being to LAT in the uh, in online qualifiers. But there's also the chance, and I I think that it can't be taken lightly that. Seattle goes into this major, a lot of confidence, and then immediately get upset, and then things start to go down again, and they have another slump. It's something that's happened a lot. I, I could see it happening at any point for them. Um, but, yeah, if I had to pick, I would go Seattle. Um, Did you uh, give an actual pick for FaZe LAT? I went with FaZe. Okay. Um, you talked about the Optic-Boston match. I think it's a very interesting matchup because Boston is overperformed to this point and Optic I don't think I don't think they've over or underperformed. I think they've performed exactly how I would expect them. They've had some kind of disappointment. Um they're not as good as the fans think they should be, which they never will be. Uh but they're definitely not as bad as the haters would like them to be and they're kind of sneaking into the upper echelon of teams i think they're going to get used to each other relatively soon um that being said boston's played really well heading into this major and that gives me a little pause about like whether optic can right out of the gate beat boston but i i, I do think that with that home factor of having you know hundreds of optic fans it's going to be you know, almost a hundred percent optic uh, supporters in this major, at least in this match. Maybe when they go up against LAT or go up against Phase, it might be a little bit different. But at this point, in Arlington, uh, in a in an optic owned or Envy, whatever they call it, um, the, their owned uh, arena, I just don't think that Boston can overcome that. Um, at least right out of the gate. So I'm going to go with optic. Uh, I'll say three one. Let's just say Boston gets the search because that's a true optic series. Yeah, I I think I'm going with optic here too. Just think the the crowd is going to play too much of a factor. Uh, Boston could obviously prove us wrong. They played well in these online qualifiers, but uh, I'm just going to have to see it to you know see yeah. it play out to actually want to pick it. And I just guts tell me optics. I'm going. With. Toronto and Subliners, the final match of the winner's bracket. I 
I, I, I just can't pick Toronto at this point. It's too risky. Um, they're a good team, definitely. I think the Hicksy move has been a little more positive than I thought it would be, at least immediately. I, I wasn't expecting them to fall off a cliff, but I was expecting there to be a, a few more issues for Toronto, and they've you know been you know relatively good even with the they've been uh, surprisingly steady despite the change. I don't think it's made them get much better or much worse, uh, but I still can't pick them against New York. New York is a top three team, one of the best uh, in the game right now. Even with that um, that loss to Seattle, I I don't know whether that's indicative of New York or Seattle, to be honest with you, because the Surge have been capable of winning against anybody. They can beat anybody on any given day. They're that good of a team. They've proven it over the past year, year and a half. So I'm not going to hold that against New York, especially since it is an online match. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to go with New York on that on this against Toronto. What do you think? Yeah, I got to go in New York too. Um, I think the scariest thing, at least for Toronto and Toronto fans, is that uh, just thinking back to that last major, they lost that. They they look good in their first match, then they have the Saturday where they lose their first match in the winners bracket, and then they lose the following match in the losers bracket. Three o three o. They're they're done. O six Saturday. Um, out of the major, so if they do end up dropping this uh, first match here to New York, it'd be interesting to me to see, you know, a little bit of a different situation. Whereas they had already won a match in the winners bracket, so they dropped down to face, you know, I can't remember. I think it was the Thieves. Um, so it's a little bit different dropping down later in the losers bracket as opposed to dropping down and playing one of those bottom four teams guaranteed. Um, but if, if Toronto does lose this match, it, and my eyes are going to be on how they're if they're able to bounce back or if it's another case where they just you know lose two consecutive matches on land. With this third major, we have five majors total this season, uh, so we're over the halfway point in the year. But this does feel kind of like a halfway point, uh, sort of like the fact that we, you know, we don't have an even number of majors, so that kind of hurts. But I think this is going to be the time when teams make changes that they hope can last through champs or through major five into champs, hopefully qualifying. What teams stick out to you? We've talked about Minnesota. Are there any other teams in th uh, at the major that you think? If something doesn't go right, something they don't perform up to standard, do you think our roster changes are coming? Which teams, if any, other than Minnesota, do you think that happens for? I think we're in a lot of weird situations with some of these teams, right? Like LAG, we don't know what's going on with ownership. So, like, if they mm -hmm. get top 12, I'm not really sure if they would make any more moves. Maybe they, just point. because they have like Spartan, Neptune. Uh, still on contract, maybe they would make a switch somehow like that, but that would be weird too, so I don't really know. Um, and then even like London, I don't feel like they're going to spend more money. Florida, I feel like they're going to try to ride it out with this squad um, and just see what they're able to make happen, but who knows there. Uh, we've, we've talked about Vegas's money situation in the past, so I don't know if they're making any other changes, so it's really tough. Um, I think Minnesota is just the one that sticks out to me. Maybe if New York somehow struggle, they they make a change, but even that would be weird. That's kind of like just saying it to say something. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I think of London as a possible change. Uh, They they have not been hesitant to change rosters like some of these other teams, Legion uh, being one of them, where you know we know they're just not going to spend any money. They don't want to really do a whole lot as far as supporting their team's uh, rosters with like an acquisition. London, I feel, is a little bit different. There are some things that they probably could do. Maybe a challengers player, maybe more English players to kind of round out this, like, to to make it more of an all English roster, or to you know, kind of bring it back to it being a um, like an English roster. Because right now we have Nasty, Asim, Scraps, and Paul X uh, on this roster. Zero got benched earlier in the season um, for Scraps. Uh, I believe there was another roster change, if I'm not mistaken, at some point. Um, not maybe not, but uh, this roster just feels weird. They're the worst team in the league, uh, you know, so far uh, this season. They are four and twelve on the season, have forty CDL points through this uh, to this point, and they're in the losers bracket. Obviously, starting the losers bracket, they're going to have to play one of these teams. I, I don't remember how the losers bracket uh, stuff works. If they end up facing like Boston or optic, I'm not entirely sure, but it's going to be a really tough way. Anyway, even if they played like LAG, I don't think that they would have a great shot at getting out of losers bracket round one, which now that I think about it, I'm looking at Kagamepedia. Um, it does look like London would play the loser of Boston and optic. And that's neither of those matchups are too appealing. Boston's been playing really well, and Optic just the talent level was kind of ridiculous to be in the losers bracket. So, like, what do you think of London? Do you think there's an, a chance that this team will make a roster change? You know, they would only have four wins heading into the fourth set of qualifiers. I guess of those bottom teams, it does make they haven't been as reluctant as some of these other organizations to make changes. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, but I just think at their current position, it, it, they might just be like, you know, the chalk up the the season from a monetary standpoint and just try to make something happen with the squad they currently have. I don't know. Um, I do think it is worth mentioning we are talking about London and they just came off that impressive win. Uh, over Toronto, so things could be turning around for them. Um, obviously, that's just one online match, but um, if they if they are able to beat whoever drops down to uh, face them, that'd be a pretty big upset, and it, and it could be the uh, the turnaround that the franchise is looking for. I I also think you know you mentioned a little bit with LAG, but it's probably something that every team is a little bit. Uh, cognizant of at the point at this point in the season what is the financial state of the league what is the financial state of these teams um are these teams going to be willing to spend the money required to build a competitive roster at this point in the season um minnesota like they probably put a lot of money into this roster don't you think like with Afro coming in from London, Attach was a uh, an unrestricted free agent in the offseason, and then you had the the guys coming in from Toronto. Um, like the idea of that is they probably spent a lot of money and are they have to be very disappointed in the results so far. Are they willing to use that money or 
use even more money to kind of pour it into the CDL roster, or are they going to take more of a backseat role and be okay with the results or put in a, a substitute and try to figure that out? I, I think that has to be mentioned at least for some of these teams, maybe for the, all of these teams, maybe they don't want to they just saw LAG essentially pull out of the league reportedly or, or one of the owners pull out of the league. And I think that has to be kind of on, on some of their minds, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, definitely one of those situations where it's just like, you know, based on the, the, like you mentioned, state of the league, state of some of these teams, and even the, the point in the season we're at, mm -hmm. uh, you really just have to evaluate where you are. Um, I don't even have... I'll pull up the standings it. real quick, just so yeah. we have a point of reference. Right now, the top eight teams in the league, Atlanta at one, New York at two, Toronto at three, LAT at four, Optic at five, Boston six, Seattle seven and Minnesota are currently eighth. The bottom four of the league, LAG at nine, Vegas at 10, Florida at 11, London at 12. There could be some tiebreaker stuff. So I'm looking at it right now and Boston, Seattle, and Minnesota are, are technically tied for sixth. I don't know what kind of tiebreakers they are. So like they are all tied for sixth at this point in the season and LAG and Vegas are tied for ninth. That does not like not. I guess like Minnesota being in the top eight could make them feel a little more comfortable with like the long term future of this roster, because there is kind of a, a you know a relatively sizable gap between themselves and LAG and Vegas. They have a forty point edge on ninth place, uh, which is you know is almost it, it's an even bigger gap than Atlanta has over NYSL right now. Um, so, you know, I don't, what do you think about that? Does that change your opinion or what does that make you think about, you know, how some of these teams will react to this upcoming major? If anything, that kind of just reasserts my feeling that Minnesota is going to be the one team uh, to try to make a move if they struggle here. Because I feel like for Minnesota, it was kind of a disappointing result that they last year, I believe they, did they miss champs? Last yeah, year? they, they yeah. got knocked out, I think, at the last uh, major. So I, I think that's a, that was disappointing for them, and they won't want a repeat of that. So if they're in that mm -hmm. position where they're on the fringe of not making it again, I feel like Minnesota is a, would be a little bit aggressive in doing whatever the team feels is necessary to try to push them over the edge. And I don't know what the change would be. I don't know what change I would make to Minnesota, um, but that just feels like the one team, especially just based on recent performances. And even when they were playing well at the last major, heading in with those qualifiers, you and I were both saying we really didn't know what to make of this team um, and their performance. So um, it just seems like they might do something to try and, you know, push a jolt into the squad and reinvigorate the squad at the at a pivotal point in the season. Um. I'm looking at Seattle and I'm thinking what what is going to happen with this team because before this set of qualifiers there was a lot of buzz deserved or not that they would make a roster change or that they should make a roster change rather because they had had such a bad second part of the season 
now they're in a place they're in, they're in seven, or they're tied with uh, for sixth in the league. They have the number one seed heading into the major. They've they have a history of when they are doing well, they keep doing well until like everything goes off the rails. But in the midst of a of a, a winning streak, they just seem to keep winning, and that's been a trend for them. Do you foresee any kind of roster change for Seattle in the next month? If they didn't make a change earlier when there was reportedly a large offer for Pred, I don't think they're going to. Mm -hmm. um, maybe if they somehow get top 12 at this major, they make a change. But I think um, if, if they perform well at this major, then I definitely don't see them making a change. But I don't... and. It's weird, right? Because like we we already talked about it earlier in the show, where like you would think the position they try to upgrade at is accuracy. We even talked about that in the off season. Um, but then you were just bringing up how Sib and Pred were coming to accuracy's defense. So it's like, you no, know, do they really want to make a change there? Even if that's like the area that they could potentially make a change in. Um, so that's a, I I don't see Seattle doing anything. I would be surprised. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that they make a change. Maybe if they got double first rounded at this major because yeah. they had the number one seed and it would just be a pretty catastrophic failure to go out like that. But um, I I have really high expectations for them at this major because they're on this win streak. That makes me a lot more confident in them. Um, you know, you never know when that goes off the rails and they they just aren't the same team anymore. But at this point in time, like I have to kind of ride with them, have to have some pretty high expectations for them. Let's get some definitive answers. Who do you think wins the third major of this Call of Duty League season? I think whoever wins the phase thieves opening round matchup is going to be the eventual uh, winner of the tournament. I think... I have to go with FaZe. I, I was willing to pick them last major, so I gotta I gotta stick with them here. Um if I wasn't gonna go with someone from that match as a cop out, I, I was going to say, um, I, I'll pick the surge. They won major three last year. Um and they're just looking really strong recently, which sets me up to completely look like an idiot if they if they struggle here. Um, but nonetheless, that's so I'm going with Phase as my you know locked in answer. If I wasn't allowed to pick Phase for whatever reason, or you know say like the winner of Phase versus LAT first round, um, I would go with Surge. You don't have to look like an idiot because I would do it for you. I think the Seattle Surge are going to win this major. No way. <laughs> I I am fully, uh, I fully believe that when this team decides that it wants to win, they just do it. It's There's not a whole lot stopping them. I'm looking at their, their kind of history as an organization. Um, so this is... You don't have to really look before last year. <laughs> no, but even in 2021, at the end of 2021, they went to LAN, if you remember. Um, that was, phase. yeah, so that was the first time, uh, you know, like we did pretty much the entire 2020 season online, and that team stunk. 2021, for the most part, the season was online. And during that season, when they were online, Seattle stunk. And then they went to 
stage five major, which I believe was in Dallas. So maybe a good luck charm. I don't know. Stage five, stage five major. They started in the losers bracket and they won three straight matches, including a game five victory over phase who ended up winning the world championship. Seattle did not qualify for the world championship uh, after losing to optic um, in the stage five major. Then they start off in the kickoff last year. They went three, then lose one. They went three to start the season and then lose five in a row. They have like a few, you know, they, they beat phase and then they lose two. They win two more beating LAT and optic, which of course they did. And then they lose six straight matches and then they get to major three, the qualifiers. They start a believe nine match win streak, which includes winning major three. Coincidentally, we are at major three now. Then they lose five in a row. Uh, they lose six of their next seven. I believe like eight of their next 11. And then they go on another win streak starting at major one after having a rough first set of qualifiers. They win, I believe this is, um, so they win three matches to start major one and then they lose in the grand finals to new york which is kind of set off all of these events like what we're talking about you had the pred stuff happening earlier in the season is he going to go to optic is seattle going to accept this massive buyout from optic it doesn't happen that pretty much leads to them completely falling off a cliff for the next month month and a half since then or, or after that they lost six of their next eight matches but since then They've won three matches in a row, beating Florida, London, not great, but then sweeping New York. This makes me think we're in like the upswing for Seattle. This is the time to buy. Like Seattle stock is not at its lowest, but it's like still not very high. It's time to buy in right now, and then we'll sell it off after they win the major. We'll we'll cash out. Everything will be good. Um, so I am going to go with Seattle. That's what my heart wants to tell me. My brain probably says like LAT or something like that, but I'm not feeling too, too confident. Maybe, you know, it's either phase or LAT. That's what the brain says, but the brain's stupid anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I, I got to go with Seattle. I just think with everything that's happened, I think this is the perfect time for them to, you know, kind of complete this almost like a full circle mid-season to have so such high highs and such low lows so i'm gonna go with seattle to win the third major i just want the record to show that i i when i said no way to preston picking seattle it wasn't to, to the notion of seattle being picked it was the fact that preston was actually picking seattle um yeah especially after recent matches where he didn't seem to have a lot of faith uh, it seems he is fully on that bandwagon um which could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing if that's a bad thing for them major two where he picked toronto and yeah. toronto as we already mentioned earlier had that uh 06 map count on saturday so uh, i guess we'll just see what happens i think one once again it might be a little repetitive but just the nature of the cdl and its current form is there, there's so much so much variants and so many different things that could happen at this tournament it's it's just it should be an absolute banger it's not a good thing for Seattle when I pick them. They almost never win when I pick them. They almost always win when I pick against them. So take that as you will. Um, same with London, though. And I 
don't think they'll win the major. So I fully expect to come back next week and be talking about how London had this greatest run of all time to win the third major and to maybe their world championship contenders. I fully expect that, but um, yeah, I, I, I really do think Seattle has a, a great chance to do this um, better than they probably did at the first major, definitely better than they did second major because they were in the loser bracket, but um, it's going to be tough. Like that semifinals match, uh, you know, I fully expect them to beat LAG, but then when you get to phase or LAT in the semifinals, um, possibly a rematch against New York in the finals of the winners finals, it's not an easy, easy bracket whatsoever, but that just speaks to what you just said. There's a lot of parity in the league, whether that's, you know, Activision induced infinity ward induced uh, parody or whether that's just having so many talented players only having 12 teams where the talent pool has kind of kept growing the talent level has kept rising but the, the teams uh, stay the same uh, who knows but um, really interesting major uh, any other thoughts before we wrap up the show um, any other thoughts on the the third major of the CDL season. Nope, I, I think we hit most of the major talking points. Um, I, I think we have some really good winner's round matchups. It will be interesting to see those teams that lose in the winner's round, how they stack up against these bottom teams, because I feel like last time I don't think we saw any of the bottom teams win at major uh, two. Um, I feel like maybe they have a slightly better chance here, but that's just because... Um, you know, I, I think Florida has a little bit more potential. London's coming off that win over Toronto. Um, so I, I think it's very possible for winners bracket teams to just drop down and immediately beat those bottom four teams. But even Minnesota came in third at the last major. They struggle in these online qualifiers, but land is a different beast. So maybe they just completely turn things around on their own land. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think we really hit everything here. It's just, it's I'm excited to see how everything plays out because um, as as excited as I am for some of these particular matches, I just think uh, we should see a lot of exciting ones regardless of who's playing. Yeah, definitely a very exciting time in the CEL, even with all of the stuff we've talked about over the past few weeks, kind of how turbulent things are behind the scenes. Um, but the the games have been as good as, good as ever. Uh, the teams are as good as ever. The players, I mean, it's just ridiculous how much talent's in the league. And the third major, I think, is shaping up to be the more the most exciting, the most intriguing one. And we've had some some majors already this year where we both admittedly went into it saying we don't have any idea who's gonna come out on top. I think we're in the same boat now with some of these uh late qualifier upsets. Um we also just have some teams kind of coming up at the right time and you have no idea how long that will actually last um but yeah if you want to watch the major uh it'll be on twitch twitch.tv slash call of duty i believe um thankfully we're still on twitch uh, should be some pretty big uh viewership numbers if i had to guess especially if optic makes a little bit of a run with scump and methods now streaming uh co-streaming during the games and whatnot um Although I don't know how it'll work because they'll be in Texas. I'm not sure what kind of setup they'll have, but um, you know, it'll it should be a, a great tournament nonetheless. Um, but yeah, subscribe, like, follow the the podcast wherever you're listening on. 
or watching. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, we stream it live, twitch.tv slash podcast every Tuesday night. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. He is at jbink with two Ks. I am at presbyers. And the podcast Twitter is at Podcast. Next show will be uh, March 13th or March 14th, where we will recap the third major of the CDL season, give our thoughts on whatever went down. We'll be talking about how I am such a genius that I picked the Seattle Surge and um, Bink, he picked FaZe, even though they got knocked out, double first rounded, uh, <laughs> which I I kind of wanted to happen just for the craziness that would come from that. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about the third major and kind of look forward to uh, the next round of qualifiers as we progress through the Call of Duty League season. But yeah, that does it for me. Bink, take it away. Yep. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Looking forward to the major this week, and I'm looking forward to uh, whenever our follow-up show is recapping it all for you guys. So hope you guys enjoy it. Tune in to the major for sure if you want to see some high-octane gameplay, and then make sure to tune in to the Ego Child if you weren't able to tune into any bit of the major because we'll be talking about it all next week. So uh, until then, take care, guys, and remember to send the child.